Hey everybody, it's Andy Little here from the EM Over Easy podcast. Just wanted to give a quick intro to the second month of our summer series. We just finished the Social Justice Month, and to be honest, we loved going back over those four episodes with our wonderful guests, discussing ways that each of us can do better as individuals, as people, and especially as physicians to make sure that we are fighting for the people who need fighting for. Wanted to introduce you to the second month of this summer series. Again, we typically just take one month off because of some transitions with our team. We wanted to take an extra month off to make sure that we kick off September right with some high-quality episodes, some great guests, and kick into our fifth season crazy to think fifth season of em over easy with you our listeners so we'll be rerunning a series we ran in 2018 called yem this was a series we loved doing because we love emergency medicine as i was going through listening over things we could repost for the month of august i came over this series in my listening and reminded myself how much i one loved putting this together because we have some of the greatest guests we've ever had on the show as well as how much I really love emergency medicine. So my hope is over the course of this next month, if you are an EM physician listening to us, this will help reinvigorate you as to why you do what you do. If you're a resident, it will help you get through the next couple months of training. And then if you're a budding EM physician, this will hopefully get you on our team as we want excited dynamic and fun people doing emergency medicine. So again, check out the YEM series. We will be back with again, our fifth season of EM over easy starting the first week in September with some new episodes with some great guests. And over the course of August, we're going to send out some great announcements. I don't want to break the news now. Drew and Tanner would be mad if I did, but some big announcements are going to be coming out over the month of August. And we hope you guys check in and tune in for those. So guys, enjoy this series. And again, here's the first one. YEM part one. Welcome to the YEM Bonanza. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of EM Over Easy. Andy Little here back with the three amigos, Drew and Tanner, talking about a question that I've been asked multiple times. I think all of us have been asked this question, whether it's by family, friends, when we talk about what we do as emergency physicians. And so let's just get the question out there. Why emergency medicine? So the first question, we'll start with Tanner. So if you were asked by someone you didn't know, what you did and you said emergency medicine and they said why do you do what you do what would be your answer the answer i have been giving people since medical school and i decided a weekend that emergency medicine was for me was i think it's one of the last true definitions of a physician we are a jack of all trade anytime any place anywhere i feel like i at least can have a grasp on a medical scenario enough to make a difference i think to speak to that though uh, Travis Ulmer, one of our good friends, has been on the podcast a couple of times. He he uses a phrase that I really like, which is, we take care of patients any time of day, regardless of ability to pay. And that's to me, is still one of the coolest things that I love about what we do, is I never check people's insurance status. I, it's just never something that I look at, because I know that they're there for a need, and that I can fill that need and try to get them help in, in, at that time. I mean, I look at their insurance status, but it's only so I know what consultant to send to. They yeah. go to the clinic. Or they <laughs> go to the, it's not the first thing I look at. I'm like, oh, is this going to be a visit right. where I'm going to make Absolutely. some money? Or? That's, that's the beauty of it is that you don't have to do anything other than just do what you think is right yeah. within the realm of what a hospital will allow us to do. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and yeah. Tanner, I agree with you. I think that's why I do emergency medicine. And my answer to the question, my background was in fire and EMS. This is the hospital version, the further medical version of being on the front line. You know, we have to know a little bit about a lot and then a lot about the really bad stuff. And I say something similar to what you say, which is I'm the jack of all trades and the master of resuscitation. 
which is that's that's really what I like to do. I can I can manage step one, step two, maybe step three on almost any complaint that comes in the door, and then I can do the deep dive on the ones that really need the deep dive. And there's something really fulfilling about that. And the fact that you can bounce into one room and see somebody with a broken wrist, a broken arm, a broken ankle, a sprained ankle, whatever, and you take care of that and you make them happy, and then you see somebody who's in heart failure that needs your attention and you turn them around and then you bounce back into the car for the sore throat and the variety truly in this situation is the spice of life because it keeps us engaged in what we're doing excited and it's i couldn't imagine doing anything else i I couldn't sit in a clinic i couldn't see the same complaint over and over again this is i guess it feeds my add mind just enough to keep me keep me engaged yeah that variety i think is key i i actually do like the fact that i can see a cough that I can send home in 15 minutes and the next minute have someone coding or, or spiraling the drain really quickly and have to go in and do some really crazy procedures uh, on the human body to try to get them back to a living status. And even the coffee scene, 15 minutes, you're still potentially impacting that person, get, sure. taking care of them the way they need to take care of them. Even if it's, you need two days off of work and some cough medicine. Mean, we, we have the chance, no matter how sick or how well the patient is, to have a positive impact on somebody's day because they felt they needed to come to the emergency department. That's pretty cool stuff. No. Completely agree. For me, the, the answers kind of evolved. Initially, it was I tell people it was a family business. You know, My dad was a paramedic for four or five years and then got this bug to go to phys- PA school and then became an emergency medicine physician's assistant. And so I grew up in knowing the, sh- knowing the shift work, knowing the holidays, knowing the 365 kind of mentality. And I just really liked it. I liked the way my dad, his job satisfaction. I liked the people that he hung out with at work. Um, and then I got my first job in undergrad as a tech in an ED and just got the bug. And just really, to reemphasize everybody else has said, just really love the idea that we can take care of almost any situation, feel comfortable with it, and as Drew mentioned, make an impact in someone's life with a very limited interaction. Right. So there's not six months of getting them to trust me. In a five to ten minute conversation, I can have somebody trust that what we're going to do is going to work. And then make it, and then. Either. I also like the fact that you get to have that view of all the other specialties. Like you get little little glimpses into their worlds, and sometimes they don't necessarily like it because we're giving them extra work. But it, you you get to see these really cool cases, and while you're not actually doing some of those final steps, you can follow up on it and be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's what you guys do for this." And yeah, that, to me, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, completely agree. I have to say. The the other true love of emergency medicine for me is rapid completion. Yeah, yeah, you know the instant satisfaction. Instant satisfaction is that I can order that test and get the result back and know what's going on. And our primary care friends are incredible, and medicine doesn't exist without them. And I appreciate everything they do. But I could not handle ordering that weeks. CT scan and waiting a week, a week, two weeks, <laughs> three weeks. Hopes the patient actually go. I mean, even drawing blood in the in the clinic lab. And waiting a day or two for it to come back would be absolute torture for me. I need that immediate gratification. You know, when something takes more than 45 minutes to come back, I'm starting to get a little annoyed. Like, what? Come on. Where's... Yeah. Where's my result? I call the lab. You're not doing your job right. I need that answer. It's like I I told my dad he's the reason I couldn't do primary care because I told him for years, you need to go to a doctor to look at your hip. Turns out he just was walking on a really bad degraded hip that needed a replacement for forever until it got to the point where he literally couldn't walk anymore. And I was like, I told you years ago to get this looked at. He's like, I know. I couldn't do that day in, day out, waiting for a patient to listen to what I say. Completely agree. And the flip side of that is when they don't listen to what I say and they leave, chances are they're not going to come back and see me anytime soon. So I really have no idea. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss in a lot of ways. 
Completely, completely agree. So we've all we're all newer on career. We're all newer in our careers. Um, some of us, I guess, no, we're all newer in our careers. Drew's been doing the longest when you add his pre-hospital time. My my great chin strap shows the years of experience in medicine. That's right. If I had a chin strap, it would be great, but I can't grow one very well. So, but when when you think about was it worth it? You know, I, I think we do talk about lunchbox letdown in the past. And do you feel that way with what we decided to do? It's absolutely worth it. I, I would. There are days when you're in the middle of the grind at one o'clock in the morning, and you've just been destroyed all day with nothing interesting coming in. That I think back to my days at the firehouse and go, man, I, I would love to just sit in front of the TV in the recliner, waiting for the bell to go off, and have a few minutes to just relax or you know get paid to sleep in in case the emergency comes. And but that's a rarity. And on a day to day basis, I love going to work. I love what I do. The fact that I get to do education, have academics as well as clinical time keeps things uh, very interesting for me. But this is this was absolutely the right decision. It was a hard decision for me to leave a great job mm-hmm. with great benefits um, that was very secure to go to medical school, go to residency, put my wife through all that. And by the time medical school is over, a, a little family and really not know that it was going to succeed and not know that emergency medicine truly was going to be the right fit till you get into it. But looking back after residency and now into attendantship, this has been absolutely the right decision for me as a professional, uh, but also as a person, because it allows me to be the person I want to be, which is really special. I wouldn't change a thing. I was saying earlier, I decided emergency medicine a week into medical school because everything else sounded terrible. Which is kind of a, a disturbing thought that one week in, realizing that you really only got one shot at happiness. 99% of medicine was yeah. going to be wrong for you. The rest yeah. of it sounds terrible. Um, but uh, it, it worked out. And because of that, I was able to really focus in on emergency medicine. And I literally, even this week, was talking with somebody and saying, man, I love my job. It's crazy. It's weird. It's stressful. It's fun. It's sad. It's got every single emotion. And sometimes in a single shift, every single emotion. And I still walk away going, this is, it's crazy. I can't believe they pay me to do this. It's fun. And if a lot of people who know me, when they ask, how am I doing on I'm on a shift, my canned instant reply most of the time is just another day in paradise. And I say it kind of to be funny, but really it's also a true statement. It is, I truly feel like I'm in a little bit of work paradise when I'm in the ER. People ask me a similar question. I say, I'm not sure what else I'd do. I'm don't, don't, not sure what else I'd be doing right now. And it's true because you know, I've thought a lot about it. I have siblings who do various different jobs um, with various different levels of uh, graduate school and not graduate school. And what they, I'm glad that they love what they do, but I truly love what we do. And I can't imagine sitting in an office like Drew mentioned, waiting for a three-month follow-up to get an answer. Um, and just not having the ability to, to make an impact in a rapid way that we do with people. And then, I couldn't imagine having to carry a pager. Oh, gosh. Or have my cell phone actually alert me to something should my services be needed. When off-service well, well, residents are in the apartment you to something medical-related. Like, you're fine with the ESPN update or something like that. Yeah, but <laughs> I also don't – when my when a phone call comes in, I can click it over to ignore, ignore right? Super and send it to my voice, but Without even looking to see who it is because I don't care. Yeah. yeah. If it's my wife, she'll call me three or four times until, until I get sued. That when, when you're pain, on when you're on and you're off when you're off and that freedom is truly liberating compared to what you watch other physicians do. When, when residents that wear pagers come to the emergency department and they go off, it is amazing how quickly like white fits of rage 
race through my brain, and I just want to ch- take their pager and throw yeah, it the out visceral there, so. reaction from yeah. all the physicians yeah. in the ED is get out of here. Impressive. What are you doing with that in here? So, so I. This isn't necessarily a question that was planned to be asked, but going forward, what do you guys want out of the rest of your career? It's early, but yeah. what, what do you want? Now that we've clearly established that emergency medicine is is our fit, it's where we want to be, and why we went into it, where where do you want to go from here? Yeah, that, that, to me, that's the, that's the question that keeps us going, uh, the answer to that. And for me, I, I still remember, you, know, you guys have heard this story, but my first year of med school, uh, the first day, actually, they had us take a three-by-five card and kind of answer a question, if in 10 years, what do you want to be doing with your life? And uh, it was, I want to be providing competent, compassionate care to those who present in times of need to an emergency department. And that still really rings true, that whenever I do have a bad day, I'll go home and I'll re- I still have the three-by-five card and I'll read it. And it's the, that's still what I'm doing. Um, and I think probably the added there, at the time I only had one kid, and now I have four. And so I just want to always be able to provide for my family the best possible way. In, in the job that I do and never put that at risk. Because to me, that's the, the benefit of our job is, is that we do great things. We do get well compensated, but I don't ever want to do anything that puts that second half, uh, my wife and my kids in their future at risk. So just keep on keeping on. I think for me, number one overall is, you know, for, for probably forever, I'm going to be wanting to be the best provider I can be. And I'm terrified that I'm not going to be. So continuing to learn and and progress as a clinician over time. But beyond that, I think it's always going to be a changing. Like right now, I just want to survive. I want to be a competent new attending that is doing the right things, learning as practicing as trade uh, and really fine tuning that. But a few years from now, I would, yeah, I'd like to be involved in education and continue to progress in that realm. 10 years from now, who knows what I'm going to want to be doing? Like, will I want to be branching out into medical education? Will I be wanting to be branching out into EMS? Will I find another niche or niche, depending on how you want to say it, in another part of emergency medicine? Or 10 years from now, am I going to retire from emergency medicine and go back and own an urgent care? Or like, I don't know, but I, I think it's going to be a moving target. And right now I know I just want to survive and be a good clinician. Super cool. Absolutely. I don't know if that answers your question, though. It does. The answer is what it is. I, I, I hope going forward that we can all be as excited about practicing emergency medicine as we are today and that we can sit down and have this same conversation with microphones in front of our face and, and maybe we'll have two or three more listeners listening to it 10 years from now. So that'd be super cool. But I agree with everything you guys said. Yeah. It is an awesome topic. Yeah. All right, well, everybody, we sure appreciate you guys checking in uh, for this episode and look forward to future episodes. Don't forget to check us out online. As Drew calls it, our blog site, blog site, uh, emovereasy.com, and like us on Facebook and Twitter. One last thought for our listeners is why don't you go to acop.org and search ACOP Summer Series and check out their educational conference that'll be running every Wednesday over the month of August, where they'll have special guests from around the country, including our very own Drew Calnow, giving lectures on high yield EM topics. Again, visit acop.org and search Summer Series. Mm-hmm.